back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by Purple Monkeys. Not, we're not Purple. Sorry, what? he was about to sneeze. No, I was yawning. <laughs> I thought you were about to sneeze. God, no, I, I was yawning. just said a podcast hosted by Purple Monkeys. I was yawning. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, po- keep going. A podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I am your... One of your hosts, Douglas Green. And here's your other host. Well, Jackson, the aficionado for today's topic. Some would say... Big word. The bolder and better host. I would just say... I said bolder. I I would just say the... You're more of a rock than a bolder. More funny. The funnier host of the two. And then who's the funniest? The funniest person. The, the funny funniest one. host of the two. Of the two, I'm the funniest. Mm. And if we're counting Hugh Jackman as a guest, then you're third funniest. No. I did a poll. A lot of a lot of people uh, were worried that you were lonely. <laughs> after no that one episode. did. No one did. <laughs> Everyone thought, "Oh my God, that was such a funny idea." Why don't you do more solo podcasts yeah. in the future? And I told him, don't worry, I'm going to. <laughs> well, good. But I own the rights to the name. No, you don't. Yes, I made it up. You came up with that. Yeah, so it gives me the rights. Okay, you have the name, I have everything else. It's good enough. I technically own all the recordings of being of where they're introduced as Night Swims. But you can't take... Rights of the topics. I, I'm not. I'm saying I have the rights to all the recordings. Yeah, but they're my topics, so you can't use it. Can't you? You can only use like. Oh shit. Well, only use like half the episodes. Uh, that's how really how it works. That is how it works. Ow! Gosh. I don't know why. I just I've been hit with a yawn. Fit, fit, fit. It's really dark in our apartment. It's always dark. So we need to turn the light on. Is the mood for this podcast not dark? Mm. I don't know. No, uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's a reasonable answer. All right. Should we talk about what we have, what's going to be on the next episode? Or should we just save that? Let's save that. Okay. Because I don't even know. No one knows. Oh, technically. Do you know? know? Yeah, I, I do. And technically the other people do. What other people? I don't know. You look like a lesbian right now. Yeah, no. It's Sunday. Why so. don't you get a haircut? I don't want to get a haircut. Why don't you get a haircut? Because my hair looks different from your hair. I don't look like a bull dyke. I look you like look a bull dog. <laughs> rough. Yeah, we do. <laughs> you'd never be a bulldog. Sit closer. I turned the stuff. You'd be, a, you'd be a prissy dog. You'd be a corgi. I like corgis. I thought I would not be that dog. You'd be a corgi. I would. You don't know why? Because they yawn a lot. Oh yeah, I don't. I get yawn fits, which sucks because it's like one of the main things I have to do is talk for a podcast, and I just I yawn a lot. But I have some topics written down that I'm sure you, I'm sure you also have stuff prepared for this podcast, 
that you wanted to talk about. So let me, I'll have you go first, actually. Uh, you want me to I know you care about this podcast a lot, so I'm sure, like, throughout the week. You don't think I care about this I'm podcast? I'm sure, so? I'm not done. Shut Is up. Is that sarcasm? Would you shut up and let me finish? Okay. I'm sure that throughout the week you've thought about, like, stuff you want to talk about on the podcast. So please share them now. Yeah. I, I did. I did. Um, well, I have a message for somebody. I don't know if they listen. Um, but they left their cooler here. And I just want them to come pick it up. They still haven't gotten it? <laughs> yeah. It was like over a week ago. It's Andrew ours now. Wing, uh, yeah, no, I think we have another 24 hours before it's officially ours. Um, we'll take the Yeti off your hands. Um, Sweet. But yeah, did you see the uh, TikTok I sent earlier about uh, this is a new conspiracy? It's kind of stupid. But um, it's a conspiracy as to how uh, Joan Rivers died. I've seen that. Because she called out Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. I'm kind of scared to talk about Michelle, it. Well, if we die suddenly, then we'll know why. So, yeah, Joan Rivers said, like, that Michelle Obama is a transgender person. Yeah. And then she, like, died when, and, like, she, she couldn't, she died during, like, a, a surgery, and it was, like, a botched thing, and there was, like, a, it's, it's very easily, like, seen that she, there was no way that she, like, was supposed to have died. It was a totally like normal thing, much like Epstein, which mm-hmm. I think we should clear this right now. At least me. I don't know about Douglas, to be honest with y'all. But I do not support Jeffrey Epstein, but I do not think that he killed himself. I'll leave it on that. Douglas might support him. You know, that's his business. We're not getting into that. Anyway, so Joan Rivers um, and Michelle Obama. Uh, so she died after that. And then, like, there's like videos. In the like the least graphic way possible, because I know we have our children listeners. She um she has there's videos of Michelle. Just just go into a graphic. We put explicit on our episodes. So, so it, there's videos where it looks like Michelle or Michael's uh, penis is flopping around in <laughs> her shorts on the Ellen Show dancing as she jumps and like walking and everything. And there's videos there's where videos like of Obama calling her Michael. Yeah, Michael like several times. So. Who knows? It could just be... But thank you for that segue, actually. That brings me to three things that I wanted to cover that have come Are to light. Are you talking about the Wayfair cabinets? In the past. That's one of three. Yeah. Wayfair thing. Uh, so if you don't know what Wayfair is, I honestly don't. Is it, it like is. Etsy or something? It's some, it's some sort of website like that, but... It's, it's like a, It's more like a... Is it, if is I it Google a, Wayfair, like the conspiracy will come up. So Not I have the website? To, I'm about to... Let me see. I think it is. Like Wayfair. Uh, it's a home decor thing. So it's like you just buy furniture and shit. Yeah. Online home store for furniture, decor, outdoors, and more. More being children. So if you're unfamiliar, Wayfair has... There's like a couple of videos that have been going around on the app um, TalkTick. And it... The, it might the, be banned soon. The videos are um, essentially like people have noticed that Wayfair sells a bunch of extremely overpriced furniture stuff, like a like a cabinet or something will be like fourteen grand, and they'll have a really weird name. And someone pointed out that there was like I saw a video where there was like ten different items that people found that were super overpriced mm-hmm. that had the same names as kids who were missing. Yeah, and that. Um, and so, like, people think that Wayfair is a way to sell 
um, furniture through. And then a photo, I saw a photo of Gillisane Maxwell. What the fuck is her name? Gillis- I don't know if I've heard that. Oh, no. Giz- Gislaine? Epstein's uh, right-hand yeah, person and like... Jizz... <laughs> it's not jizz. <laughs> Get... Search, just search how to pronounce it, because I don't know either. I'm about I've to. seen all the memes. G- Gil- Gilane? Uh, G-Lane? Gillen. I wish, like, I don't know. Ma- I'm just going to call her Maxie. Maxie. Maxie Pad. So Maxie Pad and Epstein, we know who they are and everything. There's a picture of Wayfair CEO and um, uh, Gillazine. Maxi, <laughs> yeah, Maxi, Gillazine, Maxi Pad, hanging out, huh. which is interesting. And then I don't know if this is entirely accurate, but I saw a photo of John Benet Ramsey, and it's one of the last photos taken of her when she was alive. And in the photo, to the left of her, or to the, for the left of, for us, to the right of her, it looks like Gillazine Maxi Pad is like next to her, really, which is interesting. Yeah, so Wayfair. And like uh, I just, when I googled Wayfair just now, um, it also talked about like Amazon. So maybe we'll do that as a theory. I'm actually gonna write that down for future episodes. Um, is, is, is Wayfair just W A Y and then F A R? Yeah, Wayfair. And Wayfair. then let me do child sacrifice because we're gonna get in that in a little bit. <laughs> child Jeez. sacrifice. Well, because I've been waiting to talk about child sacrifice. No, so I'll explain. Okay, so <laughs> so yeah, so that's Wayfair. That's like the whole. I don't know if there's more stuff. I'm sure I will. Um, I will do some digging, for like uh, a, a quick little topic, in like the next episode or something like that. But yeah, um, there's a bunch of stuff. If, if you Google it, you can find out a bunch of stuff about it. There's a bunch of videos on TalkTick out there. Um, so I so per- personally, seems pretty plausible. That's real. Yeah. To some extent. Because, and I'll have support for, I'll go over, like, some more stuff after I finish this off. But, like, I saw another video where someone, like, compared the exact, like, basically the identical furniture. And one of them was selling for, like, 15 grand. The other one was only for, like, a 1000 or something, which is weird. Like, it, I've never heard of a piece of, like, a very basic cabinet. Oh, yeah, the one so I saw, money. it was, like, a big old, like, wall. Like, you put it, like, it, it's like a... A couple cabinets that you put on a wall or something, and like, isn't it like if in on like the cabinet doors or something they have the name like there's multiple names or something. No, the the, the cabinet is like it's named the See, something I, model, and that yeah. that thing is like apparently like a reference to like a kid or huh. something like that, like one of the missing kids. And like the video I saw, like it, ha- it would show like a name of the thing, then it would show the name of a kid who's missing, and then it would find like another one. It just had like a bunch of them like nonstop. So we could, yeah. we probably should do that. I'm gonna. I'll look it up. Dig deep on it. But so the reason I say that that seems plausible is on the next thing that I want to go over, which is the have you heard of the this is a little bit questionable to an extent. Have you heard of the like child sacrifice, like big, like elitist group that's going on? That's going on? Kind of. So to summarize, to the best that I can. Because I haven't looked at it, but the only reason I'm talking about is because uh, the Clintons are involved. They're involved in everything. Yeah, I know. 
we're, we're not a fan of the Clintons. That's not a political thing. That's a human thing. NWO. They suck as people. So, um, do your Clinton impression. I did not sacrifice that child. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. So, uh, gotta rehydrate. Okay, so the reason I bring up or why the wafer thing seems plausible is because, as we know, um, the Clintons are very well documented to have been good friends with Epstein and have ridden yeah. on his private plane several times. Actually, the list that people, someone, I saw a list of like a bunch of people that have been, but uh, Post Malone wasn't on there, so that's good. Oh, Although, that's good. I saw that as a comment that's kind of dumb because he was like, in his teens when Jeffrey Epstein was like big in the early <laughs> 2000s and stuff like that. So that was fucking stupid. How old is Post Malone? He's like in his mid-20s, I think. I don't know. Yeah. You have a phone. Look it up. I do have a phone. So, um, so there's, a, there's a theory going around that a bunch of elitists in like Hollywood and government are all a part of like this child sex trafficking ring and child sacrifice ring. How old is he? 25. Yeah. He's not that old. Yeah. So... The, the gist of it is that, like, elitists that have gotten to a lot of power, they do it, like, together to, like, stay young or something. It's, like, there's something called, like, uh, something chrome, I think. That's, like, a tool that they use or something like that. But what's so interesting, so Hillary, as you know, mm -hmm. um, emails, they're all, like, she had, like, tons of emails. They're all been released. She's going on trial in, like, September, I think. But, like, it's really? not being talked about. That's what I... I think I read. There's a lot of stuff not being talked about. I know. That's, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> so she, one of the emails that was released, again, I can't tell if it's entirely real, but they're all like public domain, I'm pretty sure, at least most of them. One of her emails that was released was briefly talking in code, but also very clearly talking about sacrificing a kid to someone. So like I saw a video about that. What? And then like I found like a couple more stuff about like, it's like her... It's believed, like, the people that I know that are the people that are have been, like, accused by, like, as a part of this theory I know of are, like, Ellen, which is weird, mm -hmm. Oprah, the Clintons, Oprah. obviously, just, like, yeah. a bunch of, like, elitists up in society. So that's, it's very interesting. Wealthy. Yes. The 1%. Yes, 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 yes. And the reason that this child sex driving thing is getting so much ground is because Ellen's and, like, there's, like, photos of Ellen and Oprah and, like, all these big celebrities in their homes, and it looks like they have ankle monitors on. What? Because they, the theory is, is that they got arrested and are currently, like, out on bail awaiting trial for this giant thing, but it's being hidden because of, like, the lib, not to be political, but the liberal media. Yeah. Because they're, as it's very well seen that, like, those people are liberals so makes sense and then uh uh are you a moderate or a conservative uh what does that mean moderate where where are you on this political spectrum not, we're not a political podcast so i, I know. need to get into a politics <laughs> but you're like not to get political well because no that's just like pointing like a fact yeah i'm not like bad like so i'm a moderate i what does a moderate mean just you don't swing either way no i hate i think both sides no. are equally wrong right the a, a good quote that I saw was, um, "Democrats are over emotional and Republicans are over dramatic." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I like that quote. Who's that? Who said that? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, for real. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. I but, thought it was a good one. Yeah. 
Thank you. But anyways, so back to that. <laughs> so, yeah, so apparently that's the thing. So there's the, the, the whole, like, child trafficking thing. And then uh, Jizz Clean Maxi Pad, she has, like, you know, her, the what's known is that, like, um, she was uh, Epstein's, uh, like, right Yeah, hand. they recorded a yeah. bunch of people. They have, like, a bunch of, like, tapes and everything like that. And so she is, like, prepared to, like, release them. Because really? she has, she has, she... I read it this morning. She has like videos of like two high profile senators and a bunch of other people in like uh, NSFW in like orgies and like three ways and all this stuff with a bunch of minors. So she has like, they have like thousands of videos of like all these people. And that was, that's documented because when they raided Epstein's house, they were found like all these cameras that he yeah. had like peeping rooms. Like, the, uh, yeah. He had like a bunch of peeping rooms. I think he had like two-way mirrors in like bedrooms. That's a, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because that was like a thing in Hollywood homes back yeah. in the 70s yeah. when times were crazy. Crazy times. Yeah. So there's like the, all that stuff. And she's like prepared to release it. And I think she, she got arrested by the FBI. And I think she's either out on bail or awaiting bail. I haven't, I don't know. Maybe I can find that out real quick. And so she's like, all that's like about to be, I don't know what's going to happen. If she like, let me see, uh, extreme, no. Prince Andrew, that's a given. Argues for bail, ask for release. So she, okay, so she's not on bail, but she's arguing for a $5 million bail because she's not Epstein. That's, you're, you're a shitty person. <laughs> I so I'm if guessing this, the FBI has confiscated all of her, like, oh, recordings so, and stuff. Sorry, what? The FBI has confiscated all the stuff that she was about I to I don't release. know. Well, no. I don't think they did, or else that would be known. But I think my theory is, which is a stretch, I think that she has a bunch of stuff somewhere. Yeah. Like, super secure, because she had plenty of time to prepare after Epstein was killed. Uh-huh. See, he didn't kill himself. I think that he has, she has a bunch of stuff saved, and I think if something happens to her, there's like some third party like person who's just gonna release everything she has, like yeah. to full public domain. But right now, I just read, it says this is from two hours ago. She's reportedly being moved cell to cell in her Brooklyn lockup over fear someone will try to kill, the, kill her, and that's yes. from the New York Post. Let me see. Uh, she's been moved from cell to cell and sometimes has a cellmate, sometimes does not. And they're scared that someone will kill her before she can release anything. And I think that's, like, I think she's just, like, she's, like, fully aware of, like, what she's done. And she's just ready to make everybody else suffer for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this world's really fucked up if yeah. all this is, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I don't know enough about this to say anything. This year's crazy. Uh, so, and a quick other uh, update. Um, I was reading this morning that after 60 years, scientists believe they know what happened to the Dyatlov Pass people. Really? Yeah. Throwback. So they believe they died of hypothermia. Which yeah, that's boring. is boring and, as we're well aware Freaking here at Night Swims, not true. <laughs> because I haven't read about that topic in a while. Yeah. But uh, I think to summarize, uh, they were... It was a group of Russians, uh, like college students. They were camping in wilderness, and then they were found 
kind of like spread out everywhere and like their tents were ripped up and they were didn't have any clothes on. And I don't know why they were just like, oh, it's just hypothermia. I think something or someone or, oh, that's it. I guess it's something or someone. <laughs> something, someone, or something. Attacked them. It was a Yeti. Or aliens. Or aliens. But that was that was a cool little thing I thought I'd, I yeah. thought I'd mention. Um, I still haven't found any updates for The Watcher, which is annoying. Oh, uh, The Watcher once, House? Yeah, I look every once in a while. It got sold. Those were, those were very, like, those episodes were very close together. Yeah, it got sold. That was the only thing I could find about it. I think we already, didn't you say that at the end of your, that episode? That it got sold to someone? I think it got sold again. At least uh, when I looked it up, that was, like, the first thing I saw, and it was dated, like, a year old, so yeah. I didn't even bother with it. But that's all I have. Um, let me make sure I covered everything. Wayfair, Epstein, Giz- Gizzoline. Giz- guzzle, gas guzzling. Uh, Clinton's, child sacrifice. Child sex trafficking. Child sex trafficking. Dialof Pass. I think that's it. That's a lot. God, we're already 20 min- minutes in. Already? Yeah. Well, okay, so this so is a, You're in for a doozy. <laughs> Gosh. So today we have... A great topic. One of the most infamous topics in this field. Um, not Mood my landing. personal favorite, but it is one to behold with um, some pretty good evidence. Douglas, what am I a big proponent of? Aliens. That's right. <laughs> so today... Is, this, is it just aliens? No. 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 It's a, uh, an incident. Or... Er, Less of an incident, more of a subject of controversy. Is this Roswell? No. The McMinnville UFO photographs. Now, a lot of people have not heard of this, probably. When you hear this, you probably can't picture it. But if you've ever done any personal research or watched any videos on UFO evidence, you've more than likely seen these photos in anything that you have looked up. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. Okay, um... Hold on. I want to see if I recognize it. Yeah, okay, so there's... Scroll down. If you type in McMinnville, it's oh, M-C-M-I-N-N-V-I-L-L-E. Okay. Isn't this... The, L-L-E this is photos. on the poster that says, I want to believe. Isn't Maybe. The, I don't know. Hold on. Let me, let me look it up on my phone. Anyways, um, yeah, it's very... It's a very... Uh, the, the photos are very well known in the UFO ufologists community. I guess that would be how you say it. And what are they, you're asking? Douglas, ask what are they? What are they? The McMinnville UFO photographs were taken by a farming couple, Paul and Evelyn Trent, near near McMinnville, Oregon, uh, U.S., obviously, in May 1950. No. No. Uh, The photographs were reprinted in Life magazine and in newspapers across the nation and are often considered to be among the most famous UFO photographs ever taken. Most skeptics, we don't believe in skeptics, uh, believe that the photos are a hoax. Many UFOologists, UFOlogists... We don't believe in skeptics? Yeah. They don't believe in aliens, we don't believe in skeptics. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, continue to argue that the photos are genuine and show an unidentified object in the sky. And then here's a magnification of a photo. It looks like a, a flying saucer. Yeah, you'll see these on our Instagram, and you can Google them. So as if well. you were to, like, why a saucer though? Why would they choose that? 
to build a ship like that. I don't know. Well, I, like, I like the cigar, the classic cigar shape. Tic-tac-toe is mine. Or tic-tac is tic-tacs. mine. Tic-tacs. So although these photos have become known as the McMinnville UFO photographs, the Trent Farm was actually just outside Sheridan, Oregon, approximately nine miles southwest of McMinnville. According to astronomer William K. Hartman's account, on May 11, 1950, at 7.30 p.m., Evelyn was walking back to her farmhouse after feeding rabbits. Before reaching the house, she claimed to see a slow-moving metallic disc-shaped object heading in her direction from the northeast. She yelled for her husband, who was inside the house. He claimed that upon leaving the house, he also saw the object. And after a short time, he went back inside their home to obtain a camera. He said he managed to take two photos of the object before it sped away to the west. Paul Trent's father claimed he briefly viewed the object before it flew away. Hmm. So, uh, Hartman's version of the incident traces back to an interview that Trent, the Trents gave to Lou Gallette, host of the radio station KMCM, later KLCYC, <laughs> and quoted in the Oregonian newspaper on, 10, or on January, June 10th, 1950. However, the Trents had given a slightly different version of the incident to the local McMinnville newspaper, The Telephone Register, two days earlier on June 8th of the same year. In that version, Evelyn Trent stated, We'd been out in the backyard. Both of us saw the object at the same time. The camera. Paul thought it was in the car, but, it was sh- but I was sure it was in the house. I was right, and the Kodak was loaded with film. It's already running into some bumps. As we know, differing stories are never a good mm-hmm. outlook. Um, the role of film in Paul Trent's camera was not entirely used up, so he did not have the film developed immediately. The film was not developed until the remaining frames were used in shooting family photographs for Mother's Day. In a 1997 interview, the Trents claimed that they initially thought the object they had photographed was a secret military aircraft and feared the photos might bring them trouble. Fair enough. Yeah. When he mentioned his sighting and photographs to his banker, Frank Wortman, the banker, was intrigued enough to display them from his bank window in McMinnville. Shortly afterwards, Bill Powell, a local newspaper reporter, convinced Mr. Trent to load him, loan him the negatives. Powell examined the negatives and found no evidence that they were tampered with or faked. Why, and, why would he put them up in his window? The banker? Maybe he did it in secret? Huh. Interesting. So on uh, June 8th, 1950, Powell's story of the incident, accompanied by the two photos, was published as a front-page story in the telephone register. The headline read, At long last, authentic photographs of flying saucer. The story and photos were were subsequently picked up by the International News Service and sent to other newspapers around the nation, thus giving them wide publicity. Life magazine published cropped versions of the photos on June 26th, along with a photo of Trent and his camera. The Trents had been promised that the negatives would be returned to them, However, they were not returned. Life magazine told the trends that it had replaced or misplaced the negatives. Now, that sounds like a great case of the men in black invading mm-hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to say that real quick before continuing. Uh, in 1967, the negatives of the uh, photos were found in the files of the United Press International, the news service which had merged with INS years earlier. Oh, Right. So the negatives were then loaned to Dr. William K. Hartman, the astronomer who we've been talking about, who is working as an investigator for the Condone Committee, a government-bunded UFO research project. Ooh. I have to 
do a little digging. Let me write that down real quick. I want to do some research about that real quick. So what are your thoughts so far? Uh, aliens. Well, no They're shit. out there. I don't know. That's... I need, I need more story. I need well, more story. luckily... Is there uh, more story? Yes. Oh, sweet. Uh, so the Trents were not immediately informed that their lost negatives had been found. Hartman interviewed the Trents and was impressed by their sincerity. Oh, the that's, Trents, that's sketchy right there. I'm not done. The Trents apparently never asked for any money for their photos, nor could he find any evidence that they had sought any notoriety from them. Okay. Okay, so that, that right there... It's an honest... Like, is a very good example of why skeptics are dumbasses. Yeah. Because people... The Trents didn't want any, like, publicity. Yeah. They, what, like, if you had an alien photo, what, what would, would you want publicity? I would want it to have publicity. Yeah. Publicity. I wouldn't want to be like, pay me. Yeah. I'd be like, look, people need to see this. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. In Hartman's analysis, he wrote to the Condone Committee that this is one of the few UFO reports in which all factors investigated, geometric, psychological, you, you have a hearing raise? The what committee? Condone. I thought you said condom yeah, committee. Yeah, I almost <laughs> said that the first time I read it. Uh, all factors, including geometric, psychological, and physical, appear to be consistent with the assertion that an extraordinary flying object, silvery, metallic, disc-shaped, tens of meters in diameter, and evidently artificial, flew within sight of two witnesses. One reason for this conclusion was due to the photometric analysis of the images. Hartman noted that the brightness of the underside of the object appeared to be lighter than the underside of the oil tank seen in the images. This could be due to the effects of atmospheric extinction and scattering. The same effect that makes, that makes uh, distant mountains appear washed out in blue. This effect suggested the objects were further from the camera than the tank, not small local objects. Hartman did, however, also point out the possibility that the images were manufactured. He noted that the objects appear beneath a pair of wires, as seen in plates 23 and 24. Uh, we may question, therefore, whether it could have been a model suspended from one of the wires. Like it's power lines? Yeah, so I'll show you the photos uh, after this. So this possibility is strengthened by the observation that the object appears beneath roughly the same point in the two photos, in spite of their having been taken from two positions. In concludes, these tests do not rule out the possibility that the object was a small model suspended from the nearby wire by an unresolved thread. Um, so let me find them real quick. Oop. Tab. Uh, uh, stand by. Stand by. He's getting it. It's it takes forever to load. I, our Wi-Fi is not the most reliable. Hey, our Wi-Fi is great. Yeah, whatever. AT&T. Right, so, uh, is this the clear image? Oh, that actually looks better. Let's see. So here's the photo. Here's one of the photos. Suspended between two wires. Yeah. So there's the tanker in the bottom left yeah. that he's talking about. Yeah. And it, it does look farther away. But I think there's a different photo that he's talking about with the suspension, if, you, if I can find it. I mean, it... Yeah, the wires are closer. Well, I mean... The tanker, since it's on the ground, is probably close. I mean, the, I think the wires and the tanker are in the same spot. I know, but look, I'll show you what I'm talking about. There's a photo. Um, 
And the wires don't look like they're being dragged down by something either. Where is it? There was a different photo, but now... I mean, you can easily fake that by hanging a trash can lid off of the wires. Hmm. I can't find the second photo that I was looking for. It looked... Maybe that was just it. But the theory is, which I think... Um, I, I'll cover it. I can't remember. The theory is that it's hung up on this power line right yeah, here. Yeah. But it doesn't look like it's dragging it down. Yeah, yeah. and then this is a... Well, yeah, I showed you that photo where it's like zoomed in. Yeah. Yeah. And that... I don't know. You know? <laughs> um, so Hartman also noticed a discrepancy that would later become the main point of objection for later skeptics. He noticed that the overall lighting of the image was consistent with the lighting that would be expected around sunset, but noted that there could be a possible discrepancy in view of the fact that the UFO, the telephone pole, possibly the garage at the left, and especially the distant house gables, are illuminated from right or east. The house in particular appears to have a shadow under its roof that would suggest a daylit photo, and combined with the eastward incidents, one could argue that the photos were taken on a dull sunlit day at, say, 10 a.m. After Hartman concluded his investigation, he returned the negatives to UPI, which then informed the Trents about them. In 1970, the Trents asked Philip Bladen, the editor of the News Register, the successor of the Telephone Register, mm -hmm. for the negatives. The Trents noted that they had never been paid for the neg negatives and thus wanted them back. Bladen asked UPI to return the negatives, which it did. However, some, for some reason, Bladen neglected to inform the Trents that the negatives had been returned. Um, in 1975, the negatives were found in the files of the News Register by Bruce McAbee, an optical physicist for the U.S. Navy and a UFO, UFOlogist. UFOlogist? UFOlogist. After completing his own study of the photos, McAbee ensured that the original negatives were finally returned to the trends. McAbee analyzed the photos and concluded that the photographs were not hoaxed and showed a real physical object in the sky above the Trent farm. Much of his analysis is based on densitometric measurements similar to the photometric analysis done by Hartman. Uh, he argued that the brightness of the object's underside suggested it was at some distance from the camera, not a smaller object close to it. So with the power, so that kind of debunks, at least from his eyes, the power line thing, because it was hanging and wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it shows those objects in front of it just show the, the field of depth that shows that it makes it, I mean, it, it puts the object in the sky further back. Like, I can tell that um, just by looking at the photo. Yeah. It looks, they were just, yeah. just trying to debunk that. It doesn't look fake. Skeptics are dumbasses. They're so stupid. He also analyzed... Oh, yeah, scratch my nose. I also analyzed the position of various objects in the images, as well as an image prepared by Hartman when he visited the site in 1967. Based on this, McAbee argued that the line of sight of the two images intersected some distance behind the power line seen in the photos providing further evidence, in his opinion, that it was not a small model suspended from the lines. Maccabee, oh, excuse me. Maccabee stated that his analysis of the object did not find any evidence of a thread or string suspending it, suspending it from the power lines. In reply to the skeptical arguments that shadows on objects in the photos proved that they were taken in the morning rather than in the early evening, as the transit claimed, Mackie argued that cloud conditions in the McMinnville area on the evening of the sighting could have caused the shadows on the garage. He also stated in response to the 2013 IPACO photo analysis that concluded the photos were a hoax that regarding their photogrammetric analysis, 
I showed that the sightings, sighting lines did not cross under the wires and they did not refute this. I still stand on my original work. Hmm. So, in the 1980s, journalists and noted UFO skeptics Philip J. Class and Robert Schieffer stated their opinions that the photos were faked and that the entire event was a hoax. So, like, let me look at this guy real quick. Let me see if... Oh, he's dead. Okay, so Philip Class is dead. Um, I wonder if, like, these skeptics have the closed-minded idea that we are the only living beings on Earth in the entire universe. Well, if they're skeptic about aliens... I think, but I think most skeptics aren't. They they like just don't believe in them. They're just waiting to see like solid evidence. But it seems like skept like skeptics are always like disprove, disprove, disprove until they see something like really good. Probably they should talk to our man Greer. Yeah, still trying to get see if he'll get back to us. Yeah, no, he did. He said no. (laughs) Well, his assistant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Philip J. Class and Robert Schieffer said the photos were fake and the entire event was a hoax. Their primary argument stated that shadows on a garage on the left-hand side of the photos proved that the photos were taken in the morning rather than the evening, as Transit claimed. Uh, they argued that since the Transit apparently lied about the time of day the photos were taken, their entire story was thus sus. Sus. Well, sus. say sus? Oh. But that's like what the kids say on Talk yeah. They also claimed that the trance had shown an interest in UFOs prior to their alleged sighting. Where's the proof? Additionally, their analysis of the photos suggested that the object photographed was small and likely a model hanging from power lines, visible at the top of the photos. They also believed the object may have been the detached side-view mirror of a vehicle. The object has a shape that is very similar to the round mirrors that were used on Ford vehicles for decades, or similar models on almost all vehicles of the era. Oh, here's a picture of um, the mirror. Seems that like it'd be a about. pretty big mirror. So it's it's that the side mirror right there. What? That's what they claim. They claim it was hung up like that. Huh. Class also claimed to have found a number of contradictions in the Trent store of the sighting and noted that their version of the incident changed over the years. His conclusion was that the Trents had fabricated the event. After Schieffer sent his research and conclusions to Hartman, Hartman withdrew his previous positive assessment of the case, which had been forwarded to the Condon Committee. In April 2013, three researchers with the IPACO posted two studies on the website titled Back to McMinnville Pictures and Evidence of a Suspension Thread. They argued that the geometry of the photographs is most consistent with a small model with a hollow bottom hanging from a wire suspended from the power lines above, and they stated that they had detached the presence of a thread above the object. Their conclusion was that the clear result of this study was that the McMinnville UFO was a model hanging from a thread. Hmm. So uh, the McMinnville UFO photographs remain among the best publicized in UFO history. Skeptics continue to explain the two photographs as being hoaxes and or fakes. UFOlogists, I'm never going to get that word right. I mean, I guess you could say... Ufologists. Ufologists continue to argue that the Trent photos are credible evidence that UFOs are a real physical phenomenon. Well, we know this is a little outdated, but we know for a fact that they're fucking real because the own government, our, our own government, in my, said so. In my persuasive speech, I talked about them releasing those. Cool. <laughs> 
I made an A. <laughs> the, the Trents have been described as honest, simple farm folk who never attempted a profit from their photographs, nor the notoriety it brought them. Evelyn died in 1997, and Paul died in 98. Rest in peace. Both insisted until the end of their lives that the sighting and the photos were genuine. The interest surrounding the Trent UFO photos led to an annual UFO festival being established in McMinnville. It is now the largest such gathering in the Pacific Northwest and is the second largest UFO festival in the nation after the one held in Roswell. Huh. And that is the McMinnville. It's a mouthful. McMinnville Let UFO Let me see the, um, the negatives. Have you looked at those? Uh, no. I'm going to take a gander. All right, hold on. Let me try. I wonder if I, if I Google negatives, what pops up? If it'll load. Jesus. Negatives. <sighs> Should I search it? No, it's just the same photos that come up. Uh, I don't think uh, the negatives were ever made public. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. So this got... Ow! It's always kind of sketchy that they, like, for somewhat solid evidence, of the, like, for pictures and stuff... Um, for anything, they really only talk about how they let like experts and professionals examine it, but they don't release like the negatives of the picture or something to the public. Yeah, you well, you know how it is. We live in the U.S. where nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. And the only things guaranteed are death and taxes. <sighs> taxes, man. Yeah. So wish we had aliens instead of taxes. We do have aliens. We have taxes as well. Imagine having like an alien friend. Imagine a cool alien. What's that movie where they they find the alien on the on in like the desert and they're in a, I think it, it has a oh who does aliens that? in the attic? No, not that one. It'll come to me. Planet Fifty One. That was called. Oh, that's a good movie. That was called like Dave or something. Oh, Paul. Paul. That's right. <laughs> yeah, with Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Mick? Mick I mean, there's there's some ups and downs. I mean, it's plausible both ways, but as a you know, as a I, I consider myself a UFO a UFOologist, uh, not really, but I want to believe. I want to, so therefore, I deem it. Not a hoax. Me too. And I think, you know, they're just honest farm folk. Well, Simple living. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. I've decided. And the fact that they took it to their deathbeds, too. Yeah. That's always... Suppose they died in a bed. That's true. also true. I, um, I've decided that I'm going to, over the next couple of weeks, whenever it's my topic... I'm going to do an alien incident, whether it be an abduction, a sighting, Battle of L.A., Benny and Barney Hill. No, Betty yeah. and Benny. No, I want to watch the Betty Battle of Los Benny? Angeles. Betty and Benny? Is that it? Anyway, anyway, besides the point. So you're going to get a bunch of alien shit in the next couple of weeks. Um, if you don't like it, it's I'm sorry. It's alien. my favorite topic, and it's real. So suck on that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I might do something like that. Yeah? Maybe do it with ghosts. See, I'm more of a ghost guy. You're more of an alien guy. That's true. 
But yeah, the McMinnville, <laughs> McMinnville photographs are real. Um, you can't tell me otherwise. And if you do, I'll throw a brick at you. Dude, nice rhyme. Oh, yeah. If you do, throw a brick at you. I yeah. should have done that. The aliens are real. Come and hear my sh- spiel. They might be yellow. They might be teal. One thing's for sure. They will kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Your blade, it will kill. Oh, you don't watch Forest and Fire. No. Damn it. Ew. That doesn't well, you got anything good. else you want to say about it? Um, cool photos. Uh, yeah, they'll be up sure. on our Instagram. So that's can... always what, what I want to do is I want to catch something weird in a, in a picture, whether it be a ghost or something like aliens, UFO. I just want I just want to catch something. Yeah, I'm gonna go take a nap because I have a throbbing headache. Or <laughs> we're both out of ibuprofen. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Drink some fluids. I'm about to. Thank, I'm going to have some Gatorade. Thank you all for listening. Um, Uncovered will be, hopefully, the next episode, if not the episode after that. Yeah. Uh, it should be very soon, and it is a good one. It's a doozy, though, so be prepared. It will be... No yawning. You got to be wide awake. Oh, God, I know. It will be very intense. Um, do you have anything to add? Uh, follow us on Instagram at nightswims.podcast. Uh, go like every one of our... 200-something pictures, and... And there's something else that came out recently. What? Something that came out recently that we're both involved in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, our band, Zoo for Strays, just released a single uh, called Lonely Midnight Drive. Um, it's on sp- out everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, if you're into Napster. that. Yeah, Napster. Google Play. I think the podcast is on Deezer and Napster, too. We're on mostly everything. Yeah. Um, so wherever you can find Night Swims, you can find our song. Um, and new lyric video for the song coming out soon. Uh, yeah, we're going to review it first. It's going to be good. We're going to review it to see if it'll come out. If you like old-timey silent films like Charlie Chapman if and stuff. If you like a slideshow with music on it. Yeah. No, that's not... Oh, gosh. Well, all right. Wait, wasn't I supposed to make it on PowerPoint? I can't tell if you're going to make it on it. I don't. I thought it'd be fine. Uh, have you ever seen what a lyric video looks like? That's yeah. why I was saying it would be harder than a music video. No, no. Have you seen a lyric video? Yes, I've seen several lyric. I've videos. seen a lot of lyric videos. From what the forties? No, that's it. Goes with the song, man. It's like well, an right. old western. All right, all right. I need to, all right, whatever. Thank y'all for listening, and we will see y'all later. I love you more than Douglas. It's not true. Yes, I do. Bye. Nope.